Welcome to Straight Cut. I am Aaron Shuttleworth. Steve is somewhere in Europe, in Italy, I assume. So I have two other people with me tonight on tonight's show. I have Josh, who was on last week, and we have the owner of the shop, Brandon. How y'all doing? Fantastic. Steve, you're probably flying somewhere over the Atlantic or sitting in an airport right now, and we hope you're having a great time. Yep. Hope you don't spend the night in an airport like like I had to in Atlanta <laughs> last time I flew. So hopefully it's a good trip for him. Flag on the play. I just went through puberty all over again right there. <laughs> Flag on the play. Yeah, no, I am fantacular. Fantastic. We, sh- we should have got that out in rehearsal. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. That's what happens when you miss rehearsal, Josh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we are smoking the uh, Perdomo Lot 23 Connecticut tonight, and we are pairing it with the Stone's Throw Orion Nebula Belgian Blonde. So a couple a light cigar and a light beer tonight, good pairing-wise. Um, looking forward to tapping into both these. Uh, we do have a Perdomo event, I guess, when this comes out on the... Th- I don't know what day that is, the... 20th <laughs> 20 this yeah yeah the 20th, 20th so yeah. we'll have these yeah. uh these perdomos here it's a really it's a really good one arguably you know when we had in those four packs this is probably arguably the my favorite one or best one i think really? in the pack. um and now we have them actually in the full boxes so looking yeah forward it's, to it's something that has been a staple for perdomo f- for a long long time and we they have so many great cigars and mm-hmm. we sell all of them so well that we've gone through periods where we've had the lot 23 and then we haven't to bring in some of their other new stuff that people uh, have really enjoyed so i'm happy to have this one back in the shop and and uh kind of expanding some of our offerings yeah from perdomo for the event uh, on friday so a few hours after this comes out five to eight o'clock if you're in little rock come on down yeah definitely we'll be smoking lot 23s and everything else they make yeah everything else and they make everything you know I don't know if there's a Perdomo that I've had that I haven't really enjoyed. There's ones I enjoy better than the other, but there's not one that I can say I'll never smoke again, but there's definitely something for everybody out there. Um, Absolutely. They have a a huge portfolio of cigars. Um, I mean, we carry 24 facings of theirs at least at all times, and that's probably only – uh, a third or a third or so of all the blends and and different sizes and everything that they make. So they've got they've got something for everybody. What I love about Perdomo and and one reason I think they're so successful in shops are they keep everything very consistent and, and easy. Uh, everything is simple. The sizes are simple mm-hmm. across the board. It's yeah. not a hundred different sizes. Yep. It's not a hundred different wrappers and different blends. It's similar blends and everything's got the Connecticut sun grown and Maduro wrapper, similar sizes, just different blends across the board. And, you know, it makes it easy for people to, to shop and the merchandising. They've done a great job on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is episode 22 and I believe this is probably the third Perdomo that we've done on a show just because like really? you're saying, there's so many different ones out there. Um, you know, you can, I mean, you can do a show on every Perdomo out there, honestly, yeah. and we, you know, hopefully eventually we will. Um, but I'm glad to be back. I missed last week, so the first show that I was not on, and you filled in with my filled in my place with 
Mr. Dougie Fresh. Oh, yeah. uh, as of while we're recording right now, I have not listened to the episode, so oh. I don't know if you passed or failed yet. I'm probably going to listen to it tomorrow, and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll decide from there. Well, I listened to it with, uh, with my wife the night that it came out, and she said a lot of things because my wife is a major in broadcast media production. Uh-huh. And so I got some, I got some pointers <laughs> that I'm going to try to apply tonight, and we'll see how it works out. And I'll, After she adjudicates tonight's episode, I'll let you know. Uh, see, right there, you're already using big words. Yeah, so and I learned it from her. I've not known that word 48 hours, okay? And I may have it used take, it wrong. It didn't take you long to throw it in. So. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Was it weird, like, hearing yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not one that typically listens to the sound of my own voice, and I sound different than I thought I would sound, Yeah, yeah. but, you know. That's I, how it was. I mean, I've been doing broadcast for, I guess, this past week, started my 15th year doing radio broadcast, so the first year, I was like, oh my god, but now it's just like second nature, pretty much to me, but it's still cool to hear my voice and have everybody pick out all the little nuances that I do say, and... I just need one of y'all to say spectacular a couple times to fill in for Steve. Spectacular. This cigar is spectacular. <laughs> there you go, Steve. It's fantacular now. Ode to you <laughs> while you're gone. But tonight, I um, want to talk about something we got. I got an email from one of our listeners, uh, Mr. Jacob uh, Walker. Um, he sent us the Ten Commandments for Cigar Smokers. I'm going to read through these. Um, see if you agree or disagree with them. I've read over them. I believe we all have. I've read, had a couple other people read over them. Um, I don't expect everybody to agree with them, and I hope not everybody does. I want some, you know, back and forth on why or why not you agree with it, and I'll, you know, we'll give our two cents on it. And you know, I th- he did say it's going to be an ever-changing, you know, kind of commandments, and uh, we'll we'll go from there. And we'll talk about some other things coming up, but uh, I guess we can go ahead and dive into this. You want to start at one or start at ten? What do you think would be the best way? Like a countdown or just start up the top? Start from the top. Start from the top? All right. So this is his Ten Commandments for Cigar Smokers, and then we'll give our take on it as well. And hopefully, you know, at one point we'll have him on the show because we have the capability now of having guests through the phone, and uh, we'll go from there. But right now he has number one. Thou shalt not bring cigars purchased from online or other stores to other cigar shops. Only cigars purchased from said shop should be smoked at the shop. Along with this, no cigar should be smoked within a walk-in humidor. What is y'all's take on that? Well, I mean, like, initially getting into cigar smoking, this was something that I was kind of iffy about for, I don't know, probably the first year I smoked cigars, and then... You know, you poke around online, you start getting into forums and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and everybody has an opinion. And, and the one that I kind of thought was the most acceptable answer for me was it, you sort of tit for tat, one for one swap. Yep. If you're going to bring something in that you want to smoke, and I bring in a you know, $14 cigar, for example, I should, I should buy something yeah. of equal value. E- e- yeah, equal value. E- equal or better value, not equal or lesser value. Right. Um, and I, I can see that, too, because if you especially get a... If I if I'm gifted a cigar by somebody, you know, with me working here, it's a little bit different. I'll I'll smoke it here because I'm not gonna smoke in my house or whatever. But if I'm out somewhere else or if somebody comes in and like, hey, can I smoke this? I'm always like, yeah, that's fine. Just you know, make sure you do buy something, you know, this the same price or more. Don't you know, smoke your Davidoff thirtieth 
you know, chef series and buy a quorum or something. You want right. to actually do, you know, like you said, a tit for tat kind of thing. And I'm, I'm fine with that. It's whenever you, I mean, and honestly, some people just don't know, you know, it's, it's taboo, but it's where us as tobacconists, we have to just do the education side of it and let them know. And what is your, what do you think yeah. as a, you know, as a shop owner? Man, I have gone back and forth uh, from being very passionate because, you know, here, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is shops, brick and mortar shops like ours mm-hmm. and everyone across the country, they depend on customer support mm-hmm. to survive. It, it's, it's one of the very few places where you can still, you know, smoke a cigar inside of a building, talk about everything, build these relationships. It's an amazing thing in our society today, the way everything is trending and, and the way the society and everything is changing. Cigar shops are such a special place. They're going to go out of business if you don't support them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, that leaves a lo- large burden on us, uh, you know, as the shop owners uh, and, and the employees to make sure that we offer some value, right, that, that makes someone that comes in the door want to buy a cigar from us and hang out here and support our business. And to me, that means a lot. I think at the core of what they're talking about here, bringing it into a shop. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I agree a hundred percent. If you come into a shop, you should buy something from them to hang out. It costs a lot of money to have the furniture and the air ventilation. Um, You know, the air conditioning when it's 97 degrees outside, like it's been lately. I mean, it's been atrocious you know, to have the game on, we provide food or giveaways, all all the things that we do that all cost money. And it's the least you can do when you come in to try to support the business. Mm -hmm. If you like coming to places like this and these shops all over the country that we all love going to, you know, you've got to support them. Now, having said that, I think 99 and a half percent of the people, they get that and they do it. I know from my experience, it's one every once in a while. Yeah. But it just drives you nuts because for whatever reason, the cigar community is like the only place you would ever think that's okay. Yeah. You know, and that, that's what that's what baffles me. But it's this camaraderie that that we promote, this community that we promote as cigar smokers. I guess that makes people think it's okay to come into a business, smoke a cigar that you bought online or, or somewhere else, and hang out for two hours and leave because you don't. You would never do that at a restaurant or a bar or wherever. You know, you would never go into Outback, sit down, use their utensils, get waited on by their customers, drink their free coffee, you know, bring in your own sandwich and bag of chips or whatever food you had, sit there for two hours, then wait on you and you leave and not pay anybody anything and then be fine with it. You know, so and most people are like, well, of course I would never do that. But yet they would think it's okay to do that at a cigar shop yeah. because we've just created this, this camaraderie and this community in the culture of cigar smoking. And so it is tough because here at our shop, um, you know, we don't have signs or cutting fees or anything like that. It's just fairly understood. And mm-hmm. for the most part, people want to support the shop, you know, but it is really tough when you have so much invested and, and so much time and so much money um, when, when people come in and, and they don't. Uh, you know, support the shop. And I think Aaron, you hit on it is that most of the time it's just that person needed to be, needs to be educated that this isn't just some business that, that makes money because it's open, you know, and that's a a misconception that people have a lot of times is that businesses are just successful when you open them. 
and it's not. It takes a lot of money and a lot of effort and all those things, and it takes the support of our customers. And, and so most people get that, and so it's not really a big deal. Some people, um, you know, let it slide more than others. But as a consumer, if you're going to go in, to answer this question, if, if, if you're going to go into a shop, just support the shop so they stay around. Yeah. If we don't support those local shops, they're going to go out of business, and we're going to be smoking out on our patios in 97-degree weather, you know. So. And, and, you know, for the new cigar smokers out there who listen to this show, you know, you can also ask if they have a cut fee. But a lot of time, too, I mean, shops are self-policing. The regulars and everything, they'll they'll let the people who come in know, like, hey, that's cool, but, you know, make sure you buy something, too. You know, support the shop because, like they're saying, they're supporting the shop. They want to see everybody else support it. And that's just not just our shop. That's every shop across the across the nation. Um, so I'm. I, I totally understand where where he's coming with this, and I and I agree. It's uh, it's a that's a good one to start the list off with. Well, and I think he hit on it as well. The the big thing is this is a very small number of people that actually do come in and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely get where you're coming from. I think about uh, and a shop is totally different than what I'm about to describe. But like a gas station, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know about y'all, but when I was a kid growing up, if we stopped at a gas station, didn't get gas or anything, just to use the restroom. We bought some oh, yeah. Slim Jims or a candy bar <laughs> yeah. or a Coke or something like that just for, you know, yeah. the sake of we're using your facility. So we're going to put a little bit of money, you know, like two, three bucks even. Right. But yeah. uh, it was it was more of a, a well, politeness, I suppose. So whenever me and Mo go somewhere, we're out of traveling or whatever, and I've always, every time I go into any store, I will buy something. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter what store I go into, I'll buy something just because I just feel like, I don't, I don't need to, but I feel like I owe them that respect of, hey, you do this, you helped me, you're showing me around, I'll get something. It might be, you know, a $5 trinket or it might be, you know, a new vinyl or something that I'm looking at. But I'll, I'll, get, I'll get something just because I, it makes me feel better knowing that I am also supporting a local business because every place I've ever worked and every place I work at now is just a locally owned mom and pop shop. And that's just what I like, what I like the best. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the gas station because that is a pet peeve of mine and it drives my wife crazy or my family or whoever I'm traveling with. Uh-huh. If I stop at a gas station and I go in and go to the bathroom, I'm either you know filling up my tank or I'm buying something. Yeah. I'm yeah. buying a drink. Yeah. And I've done that sometimes where I'll have you know a water already in the truck, but you know, because all I drink is, is water now besides uh, energy drinks. Yeah. And I can only drink one of those a day. If I drink more <laughs> of those, I'll just go nuts. But... <laughs> I'll buy a bottle of water and I'll stick it in the yeah. side and I'll drink it later. You'll have it, you, you know? know. You know you'll need it eventually. But but yeah, I understand that running a business costs money, and me going in, they've they've spent all this money providing me with these facilities so I can take a break and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, let's just buy something. Yeah. And I, and I know everybody's different on that, but having lived in the resale world and started this business, you know, I certainly appreciate other people that have done that. Um, the la- there, there's a last part on that question that's a little bit off topic of what we've been talking about, but I did want to kind of address that because yeah, that's the last part is no cigar should be smoked within a walk-in humidor. So, so this is a, you know, an interesting thing. And, um, I, I would say that if as a customer going into a shop, kind of be cognizant, uh, of your surroundings and you might just ask what's your policy or something. If you're, if you're smoking a cigar and you want to go in and shop around, um, because it, you know, people do vary on this and sometimes they'll have a, a sign on the door or something like that as you walk in. Um, and certainly in our humidor that, that has always been the, the policy is that we try not to smoke cigars in there. Yeah. 
Um, but it was funny, actually, we're smoking the Lot 23, and, uh, you know, we're having a Perdomo event, but when I was down in Nicaragua visiting Lot 23 and the Perdomo factories, Nick Perdomo talked about this this thing in their, uh, you know, in their situation, they have a retail store and, and in their humidors and things like that, that he he's adamant that it causes no problems. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mind it. He doesn't think it's a problem. And uh, I think that with the air movement uh, and, and as little as it's happening, then like if I walk in to help a customer and I'm smoking a cigar for one minute, uh, that's not really yeah. causing a big problem. And so I don't, it's not a big deal to me, but I think it's better that if you're a customer that you don't go in there and, and smoke cigars. If they've got 10 customers in there and everybody's chiefing on cigars, especially some of these bigger humidors where you can spend lots of time, then I certainly understand where they're coming from. Yeah. But I know lots of shops that, that, that allow that, and it's not an issue. And some you know? shops are actually set up where the whole shop is humidified mm-hmm. so the whole thing is just a pretty much a giant walk-in humidor so it pretty much just goes per shop you know if they have the return air they have the ventilation everything if it's just a tiny little closet you know like you saying just be cognizant of your surroundings ask the tobacconist there you know what the house rules are go from there as long as you ask the house house rules apply that's the that's the bottom line uh number two thou shall store cigars properly buy a humidor or temporary box if need be repeat the hard work or respect the hard work that goes into the hand rolled products make sure your humidor is properly seasoned um definitely you know don't store them in your fridge like your (laughs) old school grandparents used to do or you know just have them sitting out in the you know bed your you know in the console of your truck for two weeks in this hundred degree south heat i mean you know these cigars are made with care and precision definitely respect the cigar buy a whether it's a travel humidor a nice desktop a wine door a airtight sealed glass container with a boveda pack in it something yeah you definitely want to you know you're spending your money on a product you want to make sure you keep said product for as long as you can and you know when it gets to the point of you know you can even buy a box and age them you just want you don't you don't want to ruin the product. It's a leaf. Leafs are brittle by nature, and they want to crumble away. So, yeah, definitely keep them properly stored. Um, I think we can all agree on that one for sure. Yeah. Um, just just to touch on a little bit, it, it's funny. Um, I hesitate to even say anything because it is a big deal. And if you if you ever visit one of these factories or farms, or even watch some of these videos, um. The, the amount of time and effort that go into making these things is incredible. Yeah. I mean, you would never smoke a cigar the same way again. You would never rip the lid off of a box or throw it away the same way again. If you saw how much time and effort and pride goes into each and every one of these cigars, it's amazing. Well, since we're smoking Perdomo, you've been to the factory in Perdomo numerous times. Yeah. How many steps is it from, from putting the seed in the ground to us? It's, multiple thousands of hands i think i think he and i can't it was like five thousand i think he says three thousand something steps that it goes through um hundreds of sets of hands you know different people say different numbers but it's insane it's amazing um the amount of care everything the the constant sorting uh and and overall uh quality uh checking for 
it's just over and over every step of the process, your quality control and you're moving to the next one and it's quality controlled and you're moving to the next one. Uh, and so it's just over and over and over and it's unbelievable. I mean, in, in most of these cigars, I think people may not be aware of this, but most of the cigars that you grab off the shelf of a humidor and you light it up, that was probably grown three to five years ago. Mm -hmm. Some of them way more than that. Um, you know, which is just an incredible thing to think about almost all the cigars if done properly, which most of your bigger companies are doing things properly. Uh, you're talking about three to five years of work and aging to go through every step. It's just insane uh, to think about uh, how much work and effort goes into it. So yeah, keep up with it. Um, you don't have to spend a ton of money. You know, you mentioned a couple things. And when I was in college, Mm -hmm. I was a hoarder of cigars, um, collected everything I could, could find. And, uh, I used a cooler, you know, $25 cooler, yeah. you know, one of those big coolers. And you can use your cigar boxes as kind of uh, the Spanish cedar instead of having everything lined in Spanish cedar. Mo- most cigar boxes, find you some Spanish cedar cigar boxes, store your cigars in there, which helps control the, the humidity a little bit. And just make sure you try to keep it as close to, to 70 degrees as possible. Yeah. Uh, and the humidity about 70, uh, 65 to 70, and you'll be fine. And uh, it's, it's really important. Yeah, like Aaron said, a lot of people think the fridge is the way to go. Don't do that. Uh, some people think that you want to freeze them to try to uh, kill anything that's in there. Uh, your freezer in your house won't do that. It's not. Uh, you need a commercial, industrial, uh, like a medical-grade type freezer to be able to kill any kind of molds or spores or anything like that. Uh, but most manufacturers that we deal with in our humidor, they all do that preventative step before they ship them to us. Yeah. So if you're buying cigars from a reputable brick and mortar, you don't need to freeze them. You don't need to stick them in the refrigerator. Your refrigerator is actually really dry. So don't do that yeah. and know where you live. You know, if you live in Miami where it's always humid, then be aware of, of what the ambient humidity is. Mm-hmm. Cigars may last longer in your drawer uh, or in your car if, if it's the right temperature. Yeah. But if it's, if you're in Arizona yeah, where it's dry. If it's know. 110 and dry or yeah. if it's 25 and dry, the cigars are not going to make it a day yeah. or two in your car. So, yeah. uh, man, I, I hate to see people light up a cigar and it busts or something like that because they didn't take care of it. Um, so, yeah, spend a few bucks. Make sure that – and you can go into any any local brick-and-mortar store or research it and uh, find out how to make a cooler or, or you know buy a, a $50 humidor that looks nice. Mm-hmm. And make sure you keep – Keep your cigars in good good condition. Yep. Number three, thou shall not be rude about smoking a cigar. Be wary of the people in slash environment around you. We cigar smokers are respectable people. You respect all of us while in public. Totally agree with that. We go to uh, uh, Dickie Stevens, see the Travis play. They have a cigar section, you know. Smoke in the cigar section. Don't smoke out in the stands. It would be awesome, kind of like 1920 style. You're yeah. just out wherever and, you know, smoking a cigar. But, you know, follow the rules and, you know, everything will be cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there are places around town in Little Rock and, and in other cities where we'll go and, you know, smoke cigars out there. The the one that would probably frequent the most between JJ's and U.S. Pizza mm-hmm. are the ones that are kind of the staples for guys in the shop, at least. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like cash here in town as well there's places around town that we can go and smoke but when we do we have a tendency to go to the back of the patio or go to a, a corner or something like that and and 
I've been doing that for three years now, and I've never once had anybody complain about it um, one way or the other. And so if you're respectful and you, you know, you blow your smoke up and out type of deal and you Mm -hmm. don't blow it out into the middle of whatever patio you might be sitting on, people generally don't blow it in the face of the waitress that's helping you, because as long as we follow, you know, the rules to abide for, they're going to continue to provide that opportunity for us to enjoy at whatever establishment we're at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's a I think it's a big deal and this is something that I am really passionate about. Mm-hmm. I have gone many times to, you know, one of these restaurants that we go to around here that allow smoking and if it's busy or if there are kids on the patio, I won't smoke a cigar. Yeah. Or I'll leave and go somewhere else. I've I've driven 10 or 15 minutes somewhere else to smoke because what what you hit on was we want to be respectful, but at the same time if we're disrespectful, if if we have this attitude of, you know, I don't care. I can smoke. They can get over it. They can leave. This is a smoking section. You're right. But until it's not, yeah, <laughs> you know, and so one of the places here close that has a fantastic patio, they got complaints about the cigar smoking. And so now you can't smoke cigars there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can smoke cigarettes, but you can't smoke cigars. <laughs> and, you know, that's fine. That's their policy. It's their business. They can do what they want. But, you know, if we had been a little more as a community, are, are a little more respectful when we're on someone else's property or at someone else's business, uh, then it's better for everybody. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just, just be considerate and, and know that everyone doesn't like the smell of your cigar. Um, and, and try to promote and, and do business with support those places that allow us to, mm-hmm. you know, for me, that's a, that's a big thing. If a, if a place has a patio and they'll let me smoke a cigar, I want to support them. Yeah. You know, I want to go there and eat whenever I can. Yeah. And I want to make sure I take care of the waitresses, like you say, because if you blow smoke in the waitress's face and then you stiff her on the tip, all it <laughs> takes is her going to say, Hey, these cigar smokers are a problem and, and maybe we can't smoke there anymore. So yeah. just be considerate. Yeah, absolutely. When you've even gone to the extent for some of those places have taken cigar ashtrays over there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they, they love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. Number, let's see. Number four, Four, thou shalt not mistreat a cigar. Your cigar probably unraveled because you cut it improperly or burns crooked because you lit it wrong. When all else fails, ask for help. Alas, when handling a cigar, never grasp the cap, for someone may eventually smoke the cigar and not you. Um, So he does work at a shop, so I can see where he's talking about. You know, if we're selling a cigar, don't like baseball bat the end of it because it is going to go in somebody else's mouth and i wouldn't want anybody else to do that with my cigar so yeah mm-hmm. totally uh, totally get that one as well um as first fact of you know it might unravel you know cut the cap properly if not have us cut the cap you don't want to cut the you know a half an inch off because the way they are rolled that's what the cap is there for so it does unravel and as long as you know it's done properly either you do it or the tobacconist does it himself, everything will be fine. And that kind of carries right over into number five. Thou shalt give others the option to cut and light their own cigar, but make sure to offer help if they, wait, make sure to offer help if they might appreciate it. Um, You know, some people like to cut their own cigars their own way. Uh, We have some old school guys who don't want it cut at all. They like to just kind of punch a little nail hole in the top cap, no light at all, you know. That's fine. When we were working the uh, the uh, Stone Slow Fest uh, a couple weeks ago, we had that one guy who's like, "Do you want to light? Do you want me to light it for you?" He's like, "No, I'll light it." And then he torches the whole thing, knowing full well 
what he was doing because that's just how we liked a cigar. He bought it. He can do whatever he wants with it. If that's what he likes, you know, by all means, do it. I'm not going to, you know, tell you how to enjoy your own cigar. But we were definitely, I think we were <laughs> both shocked at that. That was surprising. <laughs> <laughs> but he, now I understand why he didn't want me to light it because yeah. I would have lit it properly. He yeah. wanted to burn it. No, and, he burnt uh, the hell out of it. And uh, that was surprising. <laughs> Because you are altering the flavor and the burn and all of those things. Um, and, and there's certainly plenty of videos out there if you want to look up those things on how to cut and light a cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, yeah, if you do it properly, you're, you're, you're increasing your odds yeah. of everything going smoothly. And, and just to kind of give you uh, the, the best visual le- visualization I can, even though we're talking to each other, when you're lighting the end of it, um, most of you know, and if you don't, there's kind of three parts to a cigar the wrapper which is what you see and then the binder leaf which is underneath that holds the bunch uh, together the filler tobacco that's rolled up into a bunch and they put a binder on it to hold it then they put the pretty wrapper on the outside and so if you can kind of light that from underneath with a torch or a soft flame and kind of singe uh, or, or marry all those things together and so they're all burning in unison then that's how you're going to get your cigar to burn properly if you're, if you really torch, and it gets all black and, and and burnt, then it might run. There might be you might cause it to split because it's too much heat, you know, burning. So all those things can kind of affect it. But to say that you're never going to have a problem if you do everything right is not true. You shouldn't. But sometimes, you know, you may buy a cigar that that somebody else dropped and put it back on the shelf, or it may have an imperfection in the wrapper. You may cut a little too much off the cap, and, and, and it unravels. Um, and, and so sometimes issues happen, but, but they shouldn't. Um, but if they do, uh, like, like we talked about, communication with the shop owner is key. And that's why doing business with someone that's local and has a brick-and-mortar store, if there's a defect in that product, most shops are going to want to make you happy. Yeah, yeah. And, and so just communicate with them and, and ask for help. I mean, th- these are handmade. Everything handmade has some sort of impe- in, imperfection with it. Um, you know, sometimes we've all had just the bad peach in a box of cigars. You know, it, it could happen. It's totally fine. You know, if I see somebody and it's just not, it's running on them or if it's canoeing or it's a bad tunnel or something, yeah, I'm going to switch that out because, you know, it might not be anything that you've done. It might just be just that, you know, that one cigar will make it right and just you know it, it's all good mm-hmm. um so speaking of the perdomo lot 23 let's talk about it um i'm just now starting the second third um this is this is a, a really good one i perdomo is probably one of the only companies that i smoke connecticut and really light cigars from i don't mm-hmm. i don't really smoke any other light cigars from other ones just because i prefer a stronger more robust more full full body peppery spicy but i always say when somebody asks me oh what's what's a good light cigar you know perdomo is always one that i tell them just because that's the one i prefer myself um and it's it's a really good one um let's see what it has on this website lot 23 connecticut utilizes five-year aged higher priming ecuadorian connecticut shade wrappers that Add, an, add a rich creaminess to the robust five-year-age Cuban seed Nicaraguan binder and filler tobaccos. The Perdomo Lot 23 Connecticut offers a smooth smoke with hints of cedar, 
and honey on the finish. So the wrapper is a Connecticut, uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut binder is a Cuban seed Nicaraguan. And, and that is the same for the filler, a Cuban seed Nicaraguan. Um, it's, it is, it's, it's nice. It's light. It's creamy. Um, you know, you do get a little bit of that woodiness mm-hmm. uh, coming through it. Um, the retrohale on it is very nice. It's, you know, it doesn't burn the palate. It doesn't, you know, light your sinuses on fire. Um, you do get a, a tinge of pepper, but it's more like a white pepper, not not a really spicy, like a black or a cayenne. Um, it's very, very nice. Yeah, for sure. I uh, So I, I'm just like you. I like darker, stronger, spicier, you know, cigars. Mm-hmm. But when I smoke a lighter cigar, it's nine times out of ten going to be a Perdomo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of because when I started smoking cigars, we talked about this at the very beginning, it, they're just so consistent. When I was traveling around, I always knew that if I picked up a lot 23 or if I picked up a 20th anniversary or something like that, it was, it was going to be the same as the one that I smoked in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a spectacular cigar. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had, to, I had to slip it in there. Word of the day. Word of the day. Yeah. We miss you, Steve. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a spectacular cigar. The burn's incredible as with pretty much, I don't even know how to say pretty much as with every Perdomo. It's just going to be that it's, way. It's it's nice and light. It's not going to sit heavy on our palate. This is a good one to start the day off, you know, sitting outside, cup of coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, but there are plenty of people that are. Sit out there, um, works well. But what we're pairing it with is with our uh, sponsor, with Stone's Throw, the Orion Nebula Belgian Blonde. Um, so I went down to their brewery today. This is the beer that is the uh, Little Rock Kickball Association. Hmm. This is their beer. Um, so the way that this came about was um, every year they have like a homebrew competition and the winner of that competition is now, that is the beer of the Little, Little Rock Kickball League. So you or I could, you know, become homebrewers, take that into the competition and then win it. And that is now the beer that they make for the Little, Little Rock uh, Kickball Association. Association. Um, the IBU is 23. Uh, the ABV is 6%, so it's not, you know, not really heavy, but it's a, it's a nice, nice light one. Um, there was a few tweaks, I guess, to make this, to make it a more uh, sensible level uh, for the for the brewery, uh, but it's a, it is a really nice one. You can find this. I'm not sure if you can get this at their um, location downtown. I got this at the Stiff Station. That's just the one I like going to. Um, but it is a it's a very good uh, Belgian Belgian blonde. It's a it's definitely a lighter one. Again, I I don't like I don't drink a lot of lighter beers. I prefer a stouts and porters and everything like that. But this is a uh, this is a very very nice one. It pairs perfectly with this cigar. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I just I have the Stone's Throw page pulled up already, and you, they they have it at the Mac Park location too. Yeah, they have it, yeah, they yeah. Have it at both. Oh. So uh, that's kind of cool. And I, I I'm a fan. It's it's all floral and fruity and it is so yeah. the uh so the, she gave me this uh a paper with it uh the the food pairings that they have with it is uh like sweet and sour chicken mm-hmm. uh some brie cheese angel food cake savory desserts um the the malt it's a pilsner oats and uh, crystal the hops is mosaic yeast is belgian ale um i told her that like with the pairings and everything we need to start putting the uh, the cigar bearing pairing <laughs> on it also just oh, because yeah. we're doing so many pairings with, with them now and everything but it's a very good very good beer and you know 
we'll see how much of this growler we have left by the uh, by the end. Of the oh, it'll be it'll be done. We'll break it, especially with the heat going oh, on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. something nice and smooth, easy, uh, <clears throat> you know, easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple things that are unique on the cigar. Just getting back to it because I've actually got to go to Lot Twenty Three, and mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of a cool thing. Um, so that picture that's on the box is actually the picture of the farm, mm-hmm. which is cool. And originally, in, back in 2000, when um, Nick Sr., Nick Perdomo's dad, um, started this project, it was all the tobacco came from that one field. And that's pretty unique uh, in the cigar industry because there are so many different plots and fields and regions that you can get the same seed planted in different regions different areas different plots that's what makes all these different blends yeah it's amazing so lot 23 all the tobacco is grown on the same lot until binder filler all right from the side okay that that was originally how it's done or or was intended and so i assume they did that for some time because now perdomo utilizes all ecuadorian uh, connecticut wrapper i think uh and i don't want to speak speak to that um but most of their blends, I'm pretty sure they use the Ecuadorian Connecticut as, as a lot of the cigar industry is going to because it, it's a, it, they just get a little better product. Yeah. It's a little thicker, a little more robust, uh, not quite as delicate because mm. uh, the conditions there are just, just very optimal um, in Ecuador. And so a lot of people have gone to Ecuadorian Connecticut. And so I think a lot of Nick's cigars uh, are that way too. And so it's really cool that, that all the tobacco comes from right there. Most of their blends, you know, the 20th anniversary, the, mm-hmm. the bourbon barrel age, the Habano, um, they all come from different regions in Nicaragua, in Esteli, uh, in the Jalapa Valley, um, different areas, which are several hours apart, not this. And then recently, they just built, I say built, because I guess that's what you do to a field or a finca is what they call it, Finca Natalie named after Nick's daughter, and it's beautiful. I posted some pictures of it. Um, and so in that field, they are doing cigars like at Lot 23, where all the tobacco comes from that farm, uh, which is something that's very unique. A lot of people don't do that um, uh, in, in the in the cigar industry. Usually it's, it's always trying to find out where from across the world we can get this best blend. Yeah. But this cigar has been a staple for the Perdomo family for almost 20 years. And all the tobacco comes from the one yeah. place. You yeah, know? like you're saying on the box, it's a lovely picture of you know the 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 farmhouse and just the tobacco fields surrounding you know all the way around. It's really nice. Um, it's rated 90 in Cigar Aficionado and 92 in Cigar Journal. Um, so it's you know it's a it's a very good one. Another thing I was thinking of when you were talking about you guys liking the Perdomo milder cigars mm-hmm. um, because you normally like stronger cigars. And I like mild cigars. I smoke at least one every day. Usually the first cigar I smoke is a milder. I'm doing air quotes for you guys that can't see me right now. (laughs) Because most of Pernomo's milder or Connecticut shade cigars, they're not really mild. And and so it's a lot of... I guess they they label this as like a a mild to medium. Yeah. Right. Um, but, But when we talk about mild, most of the time we're talking about the body or the flavor profile is what the consumer thinks about when they say mild the nicotine content in the tobacco um, is pretty high yeah. on on a lot of cigars that come out of Nicaragua or, or especially Perdomo cigars 
because they're using those very high priming leaves. And when I say high priming, that, that's up high on the, leaf, on the tobacco plant. The ones that are lower, they're thinner, they don't get as much sunlight, they don't have as much nicotine, not as much chemically is going on in those leaves. It's the ones at the top, the high priming leaves that are more robust, that are stronger, that are thicker. And that's what you want to utilize. Um, and so in a lot of Perdomo's blends, they're using these high priming, very robust Nicaraguan Corojo, um, Habano leaves. And so it creates a higher nicotine content in the tobacco. And so the Lot 23, which we're smoking now, it's a similar blend, but you have a Connecticut shade, which is smooth and creamy and woody with a little nuttiness and mm-hmm. a little cedar. The Sun Grown is going to have more spice and the Maduro is going to have more richer, you know, rich flavors, with some cocoa and, and still going to have some spice in it. Um, and really all they're changing is that wrapper leaf on it. And so the strength is still there in the Connecticut forms uh, of, of the different blends that Pernomo has, but they are stronger than, you know, some of the other like Dominican, um, you know, Macanudo, Monte Cristo, Oliva, you know, Oliva's a Nicaraguan too, but, um, you know, Avo, some of these lighter uh, cigars, and that's because the nicotine content is half or less than half of what it is in a lot of the Perdomo cigars. So I think that's probably why some guys that like the stronger cigars, when they do want to pick up a mild one, Perdomo's a good one to go with because there is a lot of strength, which produces a lot of body in some cases. And so there's a lot more to it, what you're used to smoking, yeah. than some of the really airy ones that other people like mm-hmm. if they don't smoke five cigars a day like some of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, you know, different things for different people. But I think that's probably part of why uh, some of the guys like the Pernomos yeah, when they like stronger just, cigars. You're just not smoking air, like you said. You actually have a little bit of a body to it. Um, the smoke that comes off of it, it's a very luscious smoke, like a very, like, silky yeah, creamy smoke that comes off of it. it's mm. really really nice. The ash, it's very thick. The yeah. A- yeah, the ash is nice. It's you know it's white but with like tinges of the kind of a darker ash on it. So it's, it is really good, and you do get that hint of that uh, that honey and that just that cedary note. It's not overpowering with that cedar. I'm not a big fan of cigars that are super super woody and grassy, mm-hmm. uh, but you get just enough there where it 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 really you know it plays with that with that creaminess and silkiness of the cigar and what i find interesting about it is is listening to you describe how the leaf itself is physically more robust it's physically thicker and how that translates to the actual experience the body and the flavor of Mm -hmm. the cigar how how a physical aspect of the cigar can so directly correlate to the smoking experience of it yeah is, is just i don't know it's just kind of cool in my yeah. head and that's why he was saying like a lot of people are going to the ecuadorian yeah. it makes sense wrapper because it, it it's a it's a tough not want to say tougher leaf it's a more durable it's yeah. more it's I, more I, stout I, yeah. yeah i think durable is a great word yeah because the connecticut shade in the connecticut river valley which is you know where it's originated and where there's still a lot of it grown it, it it's really expensive it's it's some of the most expensive tobacco in the world but it's very um very brittle very delicate mm-hmm. i guess is the right word to use and so it makes it kind of frustrating in using it because it is so thin so mm-hmm. delicate that uh you know if not careful that's why you're rarely ever gonna see i can't think of one off the top of my head but you guys might uh you guys can shoot us a a, a message on social media or, or or on our email but you don't see connecticut's not cellophane you know because 
they're just so delicate they're going to break they're going to yeah. crack in shipping and so you got they have to do everything they can to make sure that 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 wrapper stays as intact as possible is the damaso in a cello sleeve i think yeah. i think is that it? is yeah. the only uh padrone that that's comes in, in cello for so. that very reason yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah that I'm, checks I'm out really here, does yeah i'm just sitting here thinking i'm trying to think of what in the humidor right now what the only thing that's come to my head is maybe the avo but i don't i don't think so i think that comes cellophane also oh yeah 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 well and the the, the the 50th not the 50th anniversary but the 50 year from padrone is a connecticut rapper and it's in cello too isn't it is it not it's not. Mm. Okay. No, it's it's their uh, Maduro and their natural yeah. wrapper. Um, and they're not in cello. Yeah, I think the only Perdomo uh, or I mean, Padrone is that. I think we're talking about a different cigar because I know what you're talking about in the big, long yeah. box. Yeah. There's another one that they call the 50. Is that the 50 year that's in the long box? Yep. And then there's a 50th anniversary that's its own cigar. Yeah, so the only Connecticut that Perdomo makes is the it's Damaso. The okay. And it was a yeah. big deal that they came out with that yeah. because okay. they have really focused for good reason and had great success in that strong cigar market, that Nicaraguan Puro, full body, strong cigar. Mm-hmm. So for them to come out with that Damaso this year or last year, wasn't this year. It's like in the last two years, years ago. Yeah, was a big deal for yeah. them. Uh, and that that's the first Connecticut they've, they've made. Yeah. I know you're right. I just looked it up. Absolutely. Okay. I'm completely. I, I didn't. I didn't doubt you, my friend. I just. I was well, trying to get it straight in my head. You can you know? say that, but the fact that you had to go to your phone to look it up means <laughs> that you did doubt me, and that's fine. fine. Uh, I doubted myself. Doubted the owner of. The I doubted shop. myself. Okay. Listen here, new guy. Yeah. This is, yeah. I he's did. Got, he's been here two weeks. He's doubting me already. Three. I've been here three weeks. Okay. Oh, three weeks. It was yeah. Three weeks. Three weeks uh, makes a big difference. But I did learn something about myself tonight. You taught me something about myself. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Oh, let's go back to this list. Uh, number six, thou shall not inhale. Uh, taste buds are in your tongue, not your lungs. Cigars are all about taste, aroma. Uh, plus, it could make you sick to your stomach or lightheaded. Retrohaling is an exception. Yeah, I agree. Do you guys both retro? Uh, yes. Um, not every cigar, all the time. But, um, like, I'm not going to retrohale an LFD NAS. I don't want my okay. head to explode. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to smoke it, so I don't have to worry about <laughs> well, it. Well, there you yeah. go. Well, I, but most cigars that I smoke, I, I usually do. Yeah. Um, it just depends what you're doing. Like, when we're at an event, or we're working and we're getting it, I don't think about it as no. much. You know, I'm just smoking a cigar and uh, trying to go about doing everything. But if we're sitting around smoking a cigar... I want to try to taste every experience. Yeah, I, want, every I want to light up every thing, sensory yeah. note that I can. I want to smell it. I want to retrohale it. You know, and what we're talking about, if you don't know, is breathing, kind of breathing the smoke out through your nose. Um, yeah, and you, you can do that sinuses, your nasal without putting it in your lungs. So we're 100% right. Don't put it in your lungs. Uh, if you're a cigarette smoker, a lot of times people have trouble with this. Um, but the amount of nicotine, the amount of... Um, uh, tobacco in a cigar is crazy when you think about a cigarette and compare those two things because there's so much additives in a cigarette Yeah, uh, and cigars are nothing but tobacco leaves. Um, and so the nicotine content and the tobacco volume that you're inhaling with a cigar as opposed to a whole pack of cigarettes um, 
you know, it, it, there's more in a, in a cigar than in a whole pack of cigarettes, <clears throat> but it's all natural. And so, um, but if you're inhaling the cigar into your lungs, you're probably going to get sick. Uh, and it's going to be a very unpleasant experience for you and you're not going to want to smoke anymore. So yeah, it's going to give a bad impression or a, a bad experience on your part. Yeah. Um, and, and he, he nailed it. You're the point of smoking a cigar is to relax and to enjoy it. Maybe it's the camaraderie. Maybe you're going to have a conversation, but you're going to get to experience these flavors and the pairing like we have with the beer and all that, all that takes place in your mouth mm-hmm. and you're still going to get the effects of nicotine, that relaxation and, and all those things that you, that you get from a cigar through, um, through your mouth and through your tongue. You don't have to inhale it in your lungs. You know, when you do that with the cigarette, um, that that's kind of an instantaneous way to get that 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 Just kind get, of nicotine get fix. That hit from yeah. It, right? yeah, and so it's it's a quick way to do it directly into your lungs. Yeah. Um, but with a cigar, you, that's not the purpose of a cigar, and so you want to just taste the flavors uh, in your mouth, and you want to exhale the smoke back out. Um, and, and it's cr- cool because some of them, like you talked about, that real thick, like meaty, is the word to describe that smoke. Uh-huh. Like you can roll that around in your mouth oh, and get yeah. some flavor. Oh yeah. And then if if you want to try it, maybe start out with a with a lighter cigar, but trying that retrohale or even blowing it out and kind of uh, uh, breathing in through your nose to try to get that that aroma Mm -hmm. Uh, just like we talked about every kind of sensory thing you can have going off is just going to enhance that experience as you're enjoying the cigar so yeah cigars i mean you're going to hit all your senses on it Um, so definitely try the retrohale if you Mm -hmm. don't Um, you know i retrohale not as much working here just because you, know, you set the cigar down, you light it back up, you set it down, light it back up, all that kind of stuff. But if I'm actually just sitting down, I'm doing a review on a certain cigar, I have my dossier out, I'm writing down all the notes and everything, yeah, I'm going to do the retrohale and, and go from there. Right, yeah. I'll give you this, I don't I don't retro. Okay. And it's not because I don't want to. It's because I have been unable to figure out the logistics. <laughs> so you, know, you need to talk to Doug. Okay. Doug is the teacher on that. He, uh, he got D to able to retrohale i mean yeah. he's a he puts it in a good layman's terms on how to on how to do the retro okay it's, it's like you kind of you're you want to do it but your body is saying no but you yeah. kind of have to you have to force yourself to do it it, it will burn the first couple of times once you get used to it yeah. but it also depends on the cigar this one here is a good one to start with sure um you know don't start off with the you know triple maduro right <laughs> because that would hurt um you know but once you do go, you know, do do. Once you do get it down, do go. Once you do go, um, you know, try it out because it definitely does. You pick up these subtle flavors um, that you're missing out on uh, by not doing it. Well, like my dad, who I don't, it smokes so few cigars compared to how many cigars I smoke. Mm-hmm. Looks like El Toro when he's smoking a cigar. I mean, like the bull from the cartoons that can blow smoke yeah, out of his nose. Just, just he can do that. And it looks so cool, all right. But I, I've never been able to figure it out. He's tried to explain it to me several times. I can't. It I, is. It, it, you almost since I have I have such a bad gag reflex, like everybody knows. It it almost like I have to fight myself. Like, don't gag. You can do it. <laughs> you can you can retrohale. All right. Now we're to the part where this is where we kind of differentiate on yeah. whether we agree or we not. Seven and eight. I. It's kind of up for debate. Um, but you know, I think it's a fair assessment. I, I don't think he was expecting everybody to totally agree with him, mm. and that's fine. And I'll we'll give our reasoning why or why we do not agree with the next couple. Number seven, 
Thou shalt not clench one cigar between their teeth. Smiling with it in your teeth for a picture is an exception. Don't chew slash mutilate it with your teeth or having it have excess saliva on the cap. Um, I, I'm thinking he's meaning like side of the jaw, biting it, mutilating that way. I keep my cigar in my teeth, but mainly on the front too. I keep a very dry cap. Um, mine is dry all the way. As Brandon is now showing, his looks like a slobbery dog. Oh, this just is all dogs. This is. Pr- I was actually that is actually not bad. That is not. That is not bad. That is still. You could ring that out, but I've I've definitely no, seen what? worse. Uh, yours is. I'm not gonna try it. Yours is dry as well. Um, but I keep. I'm I, a very dry. Smoker, yeah, I keep. Yeah. I keep mine in my teeth, but I'm I'm gonna assume that he means like in the side of the jaw. Yeah. Like you know, you you have a pencil in your mouth, you're chewing yeah. on it, or like like a, I smoke. Yeah, like you smoke. Yeah. Um, and but and you and, can pass it from one side to the other. Well, yeah, I can't do that, man. I mean, can, can so, you, can so you without can, touching it? He can pass it from one side. Watch him. Look at him do it. Oh my gosh! Like, I, can, I would I can lose do anything the thing. because I I do everything smoking a cigar. Yeah, you know, working and, on his truck out there smoking a cigar. And 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 so this is one thing that that I'll say and and while I completely understand and agree with the concept of what he's saying because if you're going to sit down and smoke a cigar with somebody and you really want to enjoy it you really want to get the most out of it don't you know put the cigar in your mouth don't get it really wet don't destroy the cap and mutilate it because it's not going to smoke optimally mm-hmm. you might have to recut it it's it's not going to you're not going to get because if it's it's soggy it's going to act as a filter as you're uh, trying to draw through it, you're not going to be able to draw and get the smoke through like you would if it's dry. And so he's 100% right on that. But if you're a guy like me that's smoking a cigar when, when I'm doing any everything I do, I'm smoking a cigar. Yeah. And so I like to fish a lot, right? I smoke cigars while I fish. How in the world could I hold a cigar and fish and then puff on it and hold it? Like you can't, yeah. you know? And so if that's your thing, then that's your thing. Yeah, you're you know? gonna, you're gonna, it's your cigar. Do what you like, and that, that's what I go back to a lot with it. These yeah. are these are cool things for us to talk about. But at the end of the day, be respectful of other people. Mm-hmm. But for you and what you enjoy, do what you enjoy. And and while this is a great point to talk about, like making sure the cigar smokes optimally and the experience is optimal, I know. I would rather smoke a wet, slobbery cigar while I'm fishing than not smoke a cigar. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would rather smoke a wet, slobbery cigar while I'm working on my truck or whether I'm while I'm mowing the yard, while I'm raking leaves, whatever I'm doing, I want to smoke a cigar. So we have a, a regular that comes in um, once every other week or so. Always buys 10 cigars, always the cheaper ones. And I'm always like, do you want me to cut that for you, light it? He's like, nope. I don't light them. I just chew them. That yeah. is all he does. Mm-hmm. He takes it out of the wrapper, sticks it in his mouth, and off he goes. And he's just... As happy as he can yeah, be. Yeah, that's all he does. He just chews on the damn thing, and that's what he does. And when yeah. it's finally met, you know, it, he's done with it, pops it out, grabs and, another one. And I yeah. think that that is... Um, I mean, that's a little different thing because we're not talking about smoking. But at mm-hmm. the same time, do what you enjoy. Yeah. But I think it brings up a good point to where, obviously, you know... I'm not smoking the same cigars when I'm fishing or mowing the grass as I am when we're sitting here having a conversation, right. yeah. you know? And so, so his point is fantastic. When you want to really enjoy it, take care of your cigar, cut mm-hmm. it right, light it correctly. Try not to get it wet and soggy. But if you are going to be out, you know, the term yard guards, you know, if, if you're going to be out doing yard work or doing stuff where your cigar 
is going to be in your mouth most of the time, you know, then step it down if you want that way. If you drop it, you know, like when I'm out fishing, um, I'm smoking less expensive cigars almost always because if something happens and I drop it or if it goes out or if it's really windy or if it starts raining, all these things happen, you know, um, then, you know, I'm not out an expensive cigar. Um, and so, you know, that, that's something that you could do if you're not going to be able to sit down and enjoy it, maybe get, um, you know, a less expensive cigar. And, but like I said, for me, I would rather have a cigar because it's just part of the no cigar. Yeah. Yeah. I would just rather have it and it always be in my mouth because I'm so used to it because you know, it's almost 20 years I've been smoking cigars Mm -hmm. and I'm just so used to having one that I can carry on a conversation. That's one thing he talks about. I think I can carry on a conversation, yeah. but everyone yeah. else is like, could you get the cigar out of your mouth, please? So we can talk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Cause I just forget, you know? Um, and so, yeah, if you're trying to talk to somebody, do that. Another thing, if you're like me and you are going to be tearing up the end of your cigar and having it in your mouth all the time, realize that you're going to get tobacco on your teeth. Um, so be cognizant of that. Otherwise yeah. you're going to embarrass yourself a lot. It's like a piece uh, of spinach. Yeah. You know, a piece of spinach right there on your lip or on your, on your tooth. And, uh, so be cognizant of that. If you, if so you walk around I, so with a cigar in your mouth. I'll take that to the next level, you know, going on his number seven. If you know you're a slobbly, slobbery smoker, Brandon, and you're setting your cigar down in the ashtray, I sure as hell hope that your end doesn't touch <laughs> touch my end just because get it up is all like that. I try to be, I, and I'm a germaphobe, which I don't want my cigar touching anybody else's. If yeah. my cigar touches your cigar, then it's, it's, it's done. Out. It's your cigar. Yeah. Um, so I try to be cognizant. Of, I don't set it down too much. Only yeah, that's the thing. Uh, you never set it down when mm-hmm. I go uh, to the bathroom. Um, I'll set it down because I don't. I don't want to take cigars in there. And I certainly don't want any embers falling or anything like that. You know, while, I'm, <laughs> while something happens. Although I will say I've never done this, but I've had people tell me that the most amazing experience is smoking a cigar while taking a dump. Yes, it is <laughs> wonderful. I've never done this. Testify. But, you can go to you know some places where where I've been that that's okay. You can smoke in the hotels. You can smoke everywhere you go. There are some places and, uh, that have an like a stand like a, a you know a stand ashtray beside like the toilet paper. I'm roll. missing out on my life. It is aspect uh, of my wonderful. Life. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm guessing that's probably since you're in the military and you're out, you know, well, walking it up. Is that where you do it, or are you talking like here? Sure. Yeah. No. So I, I've never I've never done it here. Um, I can say definitively that I have never done it here because I don't take my cigar back there when I go back there. Um, but I have done it in a couple of places, uh, specifically, and I'll, I'll give you one, the, the blend, the Davidoff blend in Indianapolis, yeah. the original Davidoff blend. I was there for a week last year, and I was at that place. It was a half mile from my hotel that I was standing. I was there for work. I was there every night. It was the week before the Indy 500, so there was events every night. I was at all of them. Um, had a great time, but they're the place that I'm referencing that has a cigar stand ashtray right by every porcelain throne. Yeah, and it was wonderful. But it's kind of like it's kind of like at every Irish pub they have the place to put your pint in front of the urinal. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, so, exactly. Yep. But in the field, to answer your question, my my cigar smoking standards are much more lax in the field, <laughs> and I, I take yard guards to the field, if you will, and yeah. and they're cigars that I love to smoke. But that is the only place that I will clench a cigar in my mouth because around here I like I like a pretty cigar, you know. <laughs> um, but in the field, 
You don't care. I'll be running through the woods in the middle of the night with a freaking stogie hanging out of my mouth. <laughs> Because I'm, it's 4 a.m. and I'm just trying to stay awake yeah. at this point, and it is what it is. I, I actually went, was doing some training with a guy and got across all the way across an objective, just doing a just random lane, no nothing fancy. And during the after action review, the captain who was grading the lane was like, "Yeah, this we're not going to knock points or anything off for this, but Lieutenant Joiner, you can't be running across an objective with a cigar in your mouth while you're simultaneously shooting at people in windows." And I was like. To be honest with you, sir, I was hoping you wouldn't say anything, but I really forgot about it until I was already in the building. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, it's like tunnel vision, man." But it and it was destroyed. It was terrible. But uh, yeah, no. Ugh. Yeah, well, I've I've not done that, and nor will I. So I'll uh, I'll just take y'all's word for that. Oh come on, man! You got to do it at least <sighs> once. It's life changing. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> Moving on. Um, this is another one that is up for debate. Um, thou shalt be, thou shalt be wary of smoking time when at a cigar shop slash bar. If a store closes at 10, you should know, you should show up no later than 9 PM. If you plan on lounging around, typically cigars last one to two hours to smoke. Do not make the worker stay longer than closing time as a worker. If somebody has come, I've always said as a worker, if people are coming in and buying, I'm, I'm open. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That's the main objective for us to be here is to sell stuff. If people want to come in, if somebody comes in, if I close at 10, if somebody comes in at 9.50 and buys two boxes of cigars and one of the lights one up, light that son of a bitch up. I'll sit down with you and have one with you. Yeah. That's fine. Um, you know, we're here to, we're here to cater. I need, I need to say this properly. We're here to cater to the needs of the consumer, but not to an extent of, having them push over the retailer, but having it to be where they want to come back and enjoy, you know, I'm fine with bending the rules, you know, yeah. you know, I am lucky that I have a cool ass wife that knows that I have a awesome job. If I'm going to be running a little late, run a little late and she understands, you know, I have to make it up in a not make it up, but I have to, you know, tit for tat, you know, another thing. But if people are coming in and they want to have and have, a, they're having a date night. They come in. We're closing up. Closing up a shop takes thirty minutes. You know, you got to clean out all the ashtrays. You got to count the drawer. You got to sweep. You got to mop. You got to do whatever. If they're just there chilling out, I'm not going to kick them out. Yeah, totally fine. To- I can sweep and mop around. I might lock the door. I mean, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, sit down, enjoy. You know, don't rush. Don't. Cigars are made to be enjoyed. If you happen to get here later than what you would have liked to mm-hmm. you know what no big deal i can clock out i can have another cigar because i have a bunch up here myself you know it's whatever you know i'm i'm lax in that aspect and i i believe you two are also to that to that extent well and i'm not too far separated from the consumer side yeah, of it, yeah because you know? you yeah you're you're new yeah. into the game and so there there were a lot of times especially after i got to know you guys where i would show up here at nine and already be smoking a cigar because I do, um, you know, so mm-hmm. people vary on this, but I do smoke my vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd already be smoking a cigar and I knew that it wasn't going to take me another 45 minutes to finish her off. And I just wanted to stop in and say, Hey, what's going on guys. Yeah. And maybe close the evening out with y'all. And I never got any flack for that mm-hmm. because you can, you can read the temperature of a room and tell yeah. when the guy's ready to go and that type of thing. And, and if you want to hang out for 15 minutes more or something like that, that's not a big deal. And I'll clean every other ashtray that's not being used by yeah. you and your date or you and your buddy. Yeah. And, you know, close and, it out. And I that's, I, 
I, that is yeah totally fine and legit with me um you know i'm not here to rush you out the door to you know push you on down the road to somewhere else like oh you're somebody else's problem you know you want to you're spending your money in any establishment that genuinely appreciates it mm-hmm. enjoy it um but that's just coming coming from our establishment some yeah. other shops you know 10 o'clock done done i don't yeah. know i mean i just i just know from our from yeah. our shop and, and that is that is our shop we're not unique in that area but every mm-hmm. shop is not the same so josh you hit on it read the temperature of the room yeah. get to know the staff if, if that's your first time in a joint because you're traveling or whatever um a lot of times you know the, the people that are there will kind of let you know if you're the only one sitting there and the guy's cleaned up all the ashtrays and he, he's standing around looking at you you know you know it's time to go yeah um but i think uh, every shop is, is unique in this. I, I do think I tend to agree with them a little bit on just be respectful. Mm-hmm. You know, if you show up at 10 o'clock and buy a cigar and sit down to smoke it, um, that that guy like here, I know a lot of you guys have full-time jobs or you got to get up early for something. And we had this conversation Thursday. We do poker night. And so we have to start the last game by 10. Well, last week they, they rushed to get the last game started at like 9.56, you know, and it took a little while. And you guys had to stay late. And I explained to them, you know, I'm fine. I'll stay here as long as you guys want because mm-hmm. that's the way I've always been. I've always done that. When I was here working by myself, I would stay here until you left, until I had to create some boundaries because people would stay here till 2 or 3 o'clock <clears throat> in the morning, yeah. uh, which isn't healthy for my family. But but I'm the same way. If you're going to choose to come here because our, it's, you know, every shop is different. Our shop is all about the relationships. It's all about building those relationships. And there are a lot of conversations that happened at midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock. There were pretty serious conversations mm-hmm. that if I would have just said, Hey man, sorry, I'm, I got, I'm leaving. That wouldn't have happened. But you know, that may not be the priority at the shop you're at. You know, there may be different, different personalities or, or different objectives. And, and so, like you said, you know, read that, uh, into it. But you know, Thursday I had to talk to him and say, Hey, you know, I understand. But the reason we have the rule is because these guys that are working, they have to get up at five or six o'clock in the morning. And so, you know, we can't stay here till one or two o'clock. It's not fair to them. And so, luckily, you know, it, it's not a problem. They all understand because yeah. they're all regulars and they yeah. all know. Yeah. And they and they know they and they know us and they know you know. And so yeah, we let them stay here till eleven thirty or something yeah. like that, which and is was, an hour and a half past close. Well, yeah. did you see what they um, did after that? No, that that, that was really cool. Uh, one of the guys that hangs out there had a good night at the table and had I don't know six oh, yeah. cigars or something Chris, like that. Yeah. Walks up and he says, "Hey, fellas, thanks for staying late." Pick a cigar out of my uh, out of my winnings from tonight. Shout out to Chris. I didn't and, know that. Uh, yeah, to go, yeah. buddy. Super super cool about it. And for me, I wasn't in a bad place about not not getting back yeah. at that point in time or anything. But that was just like you know. And Chris and I are buddies. And when I was back on the consumer side three weeks ago, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, he and I were good friends. We're both army guys, and so we talked about that. But it was just cool that he you know acknowledged that. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, I actually, know. I actually smoked uh, the one he gave me. Then I smoked it this morning. He gave me one. a lot twenty three. Really? Yeah, for nice. sure. Interestingly enough, and I, I get, uh, I've got a kind of a story sort of like that, and this is the only time when I was on the consumer side that I did this. But I had a buddy, one of my best friends who I've known for a long time, went to officer candidate school and kind of fallen behind me, going to be an infantry officer, and he came back from OCS. He had done basic training and went to OCS at Fort Benning and came back and. I bought a couple of bulls, you know, the Andalusian, LFD Andalusian bull. And he's like me, loves LFD. And we sat down, we were smoking them. And Doug was closing that night. 
And we read the temperature of the room. We were sitting there talking and was like, okay, see you, Doug. And we stepped outside and he was driving home and we just set out on my tailgate in the parking lot. And Doug noticed that we were sitting out on my tailgate in the parking lot and walked out and he said, hey, Josh. And I said, yeah, what's up, Dougie? And he said, you guys just finishing up your cigars. How much longer you got? I don't know, 20 minutes. He was like, come back in here. Like, sit down, man. Like, it's cool. Like, I'm closing up. I'm just going to mop and vacuum a little bit and maybe wax these windows here because Doug's the resident window washer. (laughs) And uh, I can get a jump start on tomorrow, and yeah. y'all can finish your cigars. Yeah, like like you said, just you know, read the room, know your surroundings. Yeah. Some shops they're lenient. I mean, they're lenient. Some shops they're, you know, yeah. rules are rules. Be respectful, yeah. and if if those guys don't want to hang out late, and it's time to go home, then hey, it's time to go home. Yeah. You know, uh, we just want to be respectful, just like we're respectful when we go out and smoke in public. We want to be respectful to those guys working, because uh, you don't know what what they've got. They may have to get home. They may have a sick kid. They may have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to go work out and then go to work all day. So, you know, if, if it doesn't seem like they want to hang out late, then, you know, just try to be respectful of that. So I certainly understand where he's coming from. I think Brent, Brent's trying to tell you to get back in the gym, Aaron. So tomorrow is going to be my first day back in three weeks. Uh-huh. I am going to die. My, I've just been so busy with wedding and then going to Atlanta for our mini moon and then just everything else, and mainly just being lazy. Why don't <laughs> you just music. let me take this growler? Because <laughs> yes, I don't yeah, want to go to the gym. Yeah. Drink so, up, buddy. So I fully, I am fully prepared. You have alcohol coming out of your I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to throw up tomorrow morning, um, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm really going to take this growler yeah. now. It's too good to waste. Uh, <laughs> there's more in the back. Oh, yes. um, so th- I think those two were the only ones that we kind of differentiated on. On yeah, we we agreed with an asterisk. Um, not fully didn't disagree, not fully agreed. There was just the shades of gray on the on those two. Uh, number nine, thou shalt not crush your cigar when finished like one would a cigarette. Um, yeah, please don't. It it gives a bitter smell mm-hmm. to it. Just set it out in the just set it off in the ashtray, and you're good. You don't have to stub it out and all that kind of stuff. But again, it might go back to like the first commandment where people just don't know. Yeah. Um, educate, plain and simple. Just tell them. Yeah, that. I mean, that's what it comes down to a lot of times. People want to know the etiquette, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why we're going over all this stuff. And uh, because only someone that works at a shop or has been involved in the community for a long time mm-hmm. would think about this. Yeah. Um, because it is something that you don't think about and you just see people snuff out cigarettes all the time. Yeah. But a cigar is a different thing. You snuffing it out, it's not going to put it out. It's going to make it sm- smolder and smolder yeah. really bad. And and you're going to leave that lit cherry in that ashtray and it's just going to smoke and smolder. And we have guys that do this once in a while and immediately somebody will smell it, think something's on fire. And we look around, there's a cigar smoldering in the ashtray. We'll grab it, dump it in our ash bucket, you know, that's airtight and put it out. Yeah. Um, but it only takes a time or two for you to, to do this, to experience the foul smell and the smoke that it causes. Um, I mean, I've, I've done it. I've yeah. been, when you put out a cigar, just sit it in the little ashtray stirrup or put it in your ashtray, whatever, and leave it. It'll just go out in a couple minutes, and that that's the best way to do it. So if you didn't know, just when you're done with a cigar, leave it in the ashtray. It'll go out. You don't have to do anything to it. Well, and that education piece is a big part, too. The other night when we were working, Thursday night when we were working, there was a guy who came in 
who told me he hadn't smoked a dozen cigars, but he was really wanting to get into it. Uh-huh. And he bought a Fuente short story, cut it, and lit it in reverse. Mm-hmm. And he, he lit the head of the cigar and was smoking from the foot. And I noticed it, and uh, I just very politely went over to the guy and said, Hey, man, uh, I'm Josh. Nice to meet you. I introduced myself, talked to him for a second. And I said, I, I can't help but notice, um, did, did you mean to light your cigar the opposite, light the head of the cigar? Mm-hmm. And he said, is this the head of the cigar? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I, I didn't know that. I just assumed it was the same the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to him a little bit how they're wrapped and rolled and stuff like that and, and how it actually changes. And uh, I said, I'd be happy to, to take this one and, and replace it with you and kind of walk <clears throat> you through mm-hmm. the whole process. And at the end of that, he came back up to me and he said, hey, man, I'm, I'm done with this. What do I do with it? And I said, all you have to do is set in an ashtray, man. You don't have to snuff it out. Mm-hmm. You can just set an ashtray. It'll take care of itself. And he said, okay, cool. Fist bump on the way out. Yep. Really appreciate it, man. I, I won't I won't be doing that stuff again. Yeah. And I, I uh, thanks so much. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good way you brought it to the attention. You know, there was no embarrassment factor of it. No. And I will, <clears throat> I'll even go to bat for him. That short story. Right. If you're not used to smoking. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, a, it's unique size. It's, not it's sure. very, it's a different, you know. Especially with the, with the band, the bands are really loose on those. So if it mm-hmm. sli- slides down one way or another, or comes off in general altogether, yeah, you can see how. Oh shit! Which way? Which way is it? So yeah, I can definitely I can definitely see that. And you know, you told me about it. I'm like, yeah, just go talk to him, and we'll just we'll, we'll just give him another one. Nobody and cares. it was all about just being approachable, and he was yeah. very receptive to it. And the funny thing was, is he he said. Uh, I looked at the band and saw the way the lettering was, mm-hmm. and I assumed that I should be able to read it from the direction that I'm smoking it and yeah. not, not the reverse. And he said, but it makes sense for people to be able to read and see what it is I'm smoking, I yeah. suppose. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. And it's all about just being polite, and people appreciate that. Yeah, and that's totally, totally understandable. Yep. And we're back. The, we're, we're, go ahead. I didn't, I didn't want you to skip over to the second part of that one. Because um, we get this a lot, I do anyway. Um, and what it talks about is cutting a cigar, yes, and and saving it for later, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so sometimes you think you got an hour or two, and you light up a cigar, and you get that phone call. Your hall passes up. It's time to go. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. what, what do you, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Or you get guys that know they smoke slow. You know, we have some guys they buy cigars and they want to cut it in half, or they're going to smoke a little bit of it. Right, because they don't smoke a lot, so they might smoke an inch or two, and then they want to they'll smoke the rest of it as the week progresses. And 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 I don't do this, but to me, this goes back to do you, mm-hmm. you know, do what you like. But I'll kind of explain why I don't do it, um, just kind of as an educational thing. If you haven't thought about it before, um, but cigars are not meant to relight after about an hour or so. In my opinion, you know, depending on what the weather's like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if it's hot and humid outside, that cigar is not going to last long. Like last night, I thought I was getting all my fishing stuff ready. I was going to go fishing this morning. Lit me up a nice uh, Davidoff Nicaragua, one of my favorite cigars. Went outside, started spooling up reels and getting tackle and stuff ready. And I started feeling terrible. And I smoked an inch or two of this cigar. And I had to leave it in the ashtray, went inside, hoped I would start feeling better. I didn't. I ended up going to sleep, woke up this morning, walked outside, and I was sick because there's a whole Davidoff Nicaraguan sitting there. And I love that cigar, but I'm not going to relight it. Yeah. And what happens is as you smoke it, uh, that, that smoke and the tar from the tobacco uh, as you're smoking it, it's kind of filtered out in the leaves the way they're rolled up. And so when it just sits there for an hour or two or overnight, then it gets real stale 
and when you relight it, it's going to be really harsh. Um, it's like smoking an ashtray. Yeah, that's the way I think. Yeah. And um, so, so what you can do if you want to do that, because I got some people that don't care, they do it anyway, and they like it just fine. Um, and so, if that's you, do it. If you want to try it, um, what you can do is blow the smoke out through the cigar. Yeah. So try to purge it purge the it best out. you can. Um, and so that's just going to take. And, and if your cigar is smoking really fast and it's getting hot on you and you can like feel the temperature in your mouth as you're smoking it you can do this too and it'll help and you're going to blow smoke out the cigar instead of inhaling it or, or sucking the smoke drawing the smoke towards the back you're going to be pushing smoke out the front pushing some smoke out um and that'll kind of combat you know just like if you're fighting wildfires you know yeah like trying to get wind coming from the other way uh to try to help snuff things out so it's not so rampant same deal you're going to be pushing air out and it's going to it's going to burn what's there, but it's not going to continue to go back. So that'll get as much of the smoke out as possible and do that for a minute or two until it essentially goes out and then you can clip the end of it off and take it home. But just know you're going to have to clip at least an inch, maybe mm-hmm. more off to get all the burnt off of it. And it possibly could crack too, yeah, just because it has been heated to. up through the whole thing. Um, you know, it is possible. Have y'all seen, I forget what it is. I, I used to have one. Have y'all seen Austin Powers before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's this contraption. It looks like the Swedish-made penis pump. It's like this glass tube. You put the cigar in, and you pump it out. And it's supposed to pump all the air out of the tube and out of the cigar, you know, once you clip it. And it's supposed to, you know, make it where you can save it and go back to it. Um, I had one, you know, when I first started cigar smoking, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. Um, it, It worked okay was just weird that I would have my cigar in there and I'm sitting there pumping this thing and all yeah. I can think of is Austin Powers like it's not mine I swear yeah yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's weird I've never seen that yeah I've never seen something like that that's the thing I've seen it yeah um, I, I got it I got sure. it I got it from um <laughs> yeah but just know that when you're when you do that the cigar is not going to be the same no. the next yeah. day it's going it's going to so they're not made to relight the next day or two days or save for later um, and, and, and another thing that, that we get people doing too, so I want to mention this, is sometimes they're, they're going to save it for later, so they put it back in their humidor. That's what I was going to yell. Or your travel mm-hmm. case. Don't do that. Yeah, absolutely not. You put that in your travel case, and now your whole travel case smells like an ashtray mm-hmm. or burnt cigar. Yeah. And, and you'll you, you ruin whatever you have in there, and you'll, it'll just taste bad. It's going to taste like a dog turd. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yep. Um, so before we get to number 10, which I believe is my favorite – um, let's touch on the cigar one last time. Uh, we're all about finishing up. You could probably hear me and Josh take the paper band off of it while it was just crinkling, <laughs> crinkling away. We were like, oh my God, this is never ending. It's like, that's a long band. Do you have fingernails? Uh, I do not. I don't have fingernails either. And if I had had fingernails, I might could have got it, but it, it just was not working for me, man. <laughs> we just shot a look at each other. We we're laughing. It was like, it's like, man, this thing is, that is like a four inch ring of paper it was uh, my my band may be a foot long yeah it's 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 longer than my iphone 8 plus (laughs) at this point but we're we're coming up towards the end of it uh i'm on glass number three i think of the orion nebula uh again a great beer by stone's throw that they do so definitely go down there uh pick up one of them one of the many many great beers that they have um Again, they have 20 on tap at Stiff Station. Oh. Um, a new one every week, right? A uh, new one every first Friday, okay. I believe. Okay. Um, I knew it was regular. For yeah, some reason, I had a week yeah. in my head, but yeah. Um, 
it's a it's a great one um they have some new stuff coming out uh we're working on some pairings that we talked about for Oktoberfest that we're going to be doing at faster hall um don't know what we're going to be pairing with yet but i can say we are going to be doing a cigar beer and sausage pairing oh that's cool that oh, that's is going to be no, nice no, that is gonna can be, you smoke at faster hall you can smoke at faster hall because you outside. They, they, outside, outside, yeah. outside, yeah. But they have a location out yeah, there that I, you can. Okay, I think they actually yeah. have some of our ashtrays out there. That's um, cool. I did not know that. I will yep. be going there. Yep. Um, so we're going to be doing an Oktoberfest pairing with them. More details to come. Check out either our page, uh, Weston's page, or Stones Throws Instagram, Facebook. More details will come with that. But right now we're finishing up this lot twenty-three, uh, the Connecticut version. Um. Again, just a really, really nice, even, delicate, smooth, creamy smoke. And to be honest with you, just like with the other Perdomo Connecticut's, even though I smoke a lot of strong stuff, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the type of cigar that I could smoke at 8 in the morning or like we are right now at 9 o'clock at night. And I've smoked a couple cigars on my drive back today. And the last cigar that I smoked was one of my Papa's Fritas, which I love. It's a stronger, darker Maduro. And even though it's small, this is, I'm still tasting You're this. Still tasting, this yeah. is not underwhelmed by the strong cigar that I literally stopped smoking 20 minutes before mm-hmm. I started smoking this one. And so it's, yeah, that's fantastic in my book. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I had today. Um, I started the day off with a, uh, uh, a Nub Cameroon that I got from Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I had a LFD cabinet six Ooh, that's a strong cigar I had that then i had a that's boulevard a strong cigar, yeah. and then this but i can still taste this yeah. so my fourth cigar of the day and it's you know probably the lightest one of the day i mean maybe other than the boulevard um i can taste every bit of this and this is this is a you know it's hitting all the all the right spots on the palate um just that smooth creamy luscious you do get that that woody cedary note towards the end um mm-hmm. Just a really nice, really nice finish. What have you smoked today, B? <laughs> Adds uh, 10 minutes to the length of the podcast. I hadn't smoked a lot because I wasn't feeling great today, but um, I smoked a tatuaje this morning. Um, I smoked our uh, exclusive. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the Zeno, the Zeno uh, exclusive series that... Uh, as you know, made for, for our shop and for Little Rock, uh, which is really cool. You know, that's a cool thing they did. Uh, cool program. Um, right, well, we, we need to so. do that for one of the shows, and we, that will be one coming up. We should. Because we're one of only, I believe, 16 shops in the nation that has that. And we'll dive more into that during that episode. But, again, yeah. That's yeah a- so they do, like, they've done it for a couple of years, and they do 16 shops. Um, so a- as it goes on, they did this for us uh, last year. And, you know, as it goes on, they've had such good success with it. And it's such a cool thing. You know, I just got the the print. You know, they, they actually do the artwork. The guys from um, UR New York are awesome, awesome dudes. And uh, so they create this artwork for Little Rock and for Arkansas and incorporate that with our shop. And anyway, like I said, we'll talk about more about it later. But it's just a really cool yeah. thing and just really honored and grateful to be a part of it. 
uh, and so we got the we just put that print up in the shop yesterday. Finally got it framed up and yeah. protected and all that, so it'll last a long time. And and you'll uh, see it when you walk in. It's right above the the POS station. Um, yeah, awesome drive. We all have a print, not one that size. Right. Yeah. That thing. It's what like three by five. I mean, it's a yeah, it's a, it's big a pretty print. good size five. one. But it's a it's a awesome print. But we'll dive into that on you know a future episode. Um, but finishing up with this, um, lovely. Come get them Friday at the um, event. Um, you will have to talk to either doug or josh or brandon or trover because steve is in italy or will be by that time and i will be on the radio doing my other 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 job (laughs) that i have um number four i do the radio broadcast and we're in full football season right now so i'm i'll be doing that um the only event you'll see me at is going to be our five-year anniversary so you'll can't miss that you'll have to be you know, you'll have to take up the reins for me, new guy. Oh, yeah. I got you, man. Well, yeah, absolutely. We we can get you set up. If you come in and say, hey, we want the cigar that you smoked on the podcast today, we'll know exactly we'll what you're it, talking about. We'll have, the, we'll have our picture. Like, if, a lot of y'all have been in our humidor. We have, you know, we have our staff pick. It changes weekly, but we also have the, the um, straight cut, you know, cigar of the week, and it always sits right there. So it'll be sitting right there right when you see it Friday morning. But on to number 10 of the 10 commandments of cigar smokers, which I believe this is probably my favorite one of the 10. So I am kind of glad that we didn't start backwards and go up to one. Number 10, always have an extra cigar on hand when smoking. You never know when you may run into a brother or sister of the leaf that needs a cigar in a pinch. You may make a new friend. Mm-hmm. Whenever I go somewhere, I always carry a couple cigars with me because if I like the joint, I'll sit there and smoke multiple. Um, if somebody comes over to my house, I, you know, I have a couple hundred cigars at the house. You know, I, I, I like buying cigars and giving them, giving them to people. I just, you know, um, me and Mario, we do the, uh, I think it's called like the language of love or the, um, whatever it is. Five love languages. So mine is gift giving. That was mine. And I just, I just like giving cigars away. I mean, you know, I can't, give tattoos away even though that's another one of my passions that, yeah. that i do but i can give cigars away and that doesn't cost me you, you know, gave me a cigar this week that makes me feel so special <laughs> i know you you yeah. you made it on the list actually both of y'all made it on the list yeah though. you know not to toot my own horn well i understand why i did why did he <laughs> <laughs> i i give it i give it out to uh, i give it out to a few people you know i mean everybody that works here i i, I gave one to so i'm not uh, actually that special yeah no no you're not um but yeah i definitely understand what he's coming about um you know if 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 you're sitting at a bar that allows cigar smoking and somebody comes up to you and says, wow, that smells good. What is that? You know, you can strike up a conversation. And if you have an extra one and you don't mind giving them, you know, a $12 cigar or whatever. Yeah. Man, you just made somebody's freaking night. Um, because it it opens them up into this very selective community that we have. And you could have created another brother or sister of the leaf. You know, yeah. it's something that the three of us, I can say that we're both or all three of us are passionate about. We want to, uh, you know, grow this community more. All three of us are in the younger demographic of cigar smokers. Eventually, the older cigar smokers that we have now aren't going to be here. So we have to get more into this, quote unquote, taboo culture that we have because of, you know, you know, people look down on it either way. But if I have an extra one, if somebody wants one, 
hell yeah, have at it. You know, it's it doesn't bother me one bit. Well, and I have lunch out a couple times a week ish um, with with people from the shop. One of whom is a really good friend of mine, and I work we do at the same job, and so we eat lunch together frequently. And we always bring multiple cigars on the off chance, and this has happened two or three times now where he or I been like yeah man sorry i didn't have time to stop in at the shop and or i didn't think to tuck my little five count travel humidor into my bag this morning uh-huh. something like that and we always give the other a cigar and it's just yeah. like yeah here you go you know and it, it just it's sort of reciprocal you 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 don't have that expectation but it works yeah. out that way and those those relationships become better because of it and yeah. you you brandon are the champion when it comes to this because i think every time i see you outside of the shop even if I just lit a cigar, you still give me a cigar, which I'm appreciative of. But well, yeah, it's my thing. You yeah. know, it's kind of, you kind of do um, this for a living. You I'm know? like Aaron. My my love language is gifts. You know, I love giving gifts. Um, and the cool thing about that, if if anybody's listening, my wife or whoever, which my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, but uh, gift givers like to get gifts because um, that's our love language. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. I love giving gifts yeah. and and it's funny something that stuck with me my whole life essentially because this this was before I think before I got into to smoking cigars we'd have to look it up maybe not there's a movie out that came out years ago it's called I think it's called Lord of War and uh, Nicholas Cage one? yeah yeah mm-hmm. and the guy was meaning to say warlord but he was foreign he doesn't understand the language so he was saying lord of war and he was talking to nicholas cage as a lord of war and he talks in there he goes in they've got these genuine cohiba cubans that he talks about and he, he's giving away he said man i could give somebody 200 bucks or i could give them a thousand dollars and like that doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. to these people that i'm dealing with you know but i can give them a genuine cuban cigar and that really means something yeah and I, i've always remembered that because yeah, I mean, you could come out with me and I could give you ten dollars, and like, who cares? Like, maybe that would be nice, maybe it wouldn't. But you know, to give somebody a cigar, a lot of times that means a lot to someone because it's a very special, unique thing. Mm-hmm. One cool thing about gifts is giving people things they wouldn't buy for themselves. And I was driving back from uh, Springfield, Missouri, up at uh, Just for Him, great shop up there. Give a shout out to my, my boy Christian up at Just for Him, and uh, just make sure you go in there if you're in that area. Uh, and I was driving back late night. It was like 1230. I stopped at a gas station um, to fill up with gas and go to the user bathroom. So I bought a water or probably an energy drink at 1230. <laughs> I still yeah. had like three hours to go. You, you, you know? probably had that low, low calorie, and, uh, low carb monster in your hand. And uh, yeah, I don't drink. I don't drink the monsters anymore. Um, yeah, I'm on the, the as natural as I can get energy drinks. Like um, with a bang? Yeah, I'll drink the bangs or uh, there's another one that's a network marketing i think that's the proper terminology uh for it that that uh, is a seaweed drink but it's all natural caffeine and stuff um anyway um so i stopped in and i had my west end shirt on the t-shirt that you're wearing Mm -hmm. and the guy's like oh where's that and i saw it's in little rock arkansas like oh that's cool and uh you know he's working there by himself really upbeat guy like great conversation he started we started talking about cigars he likes cigars you know he smokes them occasionally He's really fascinated by it. He was telling me about some of his experiences with cigars. And I'm, you know, I'm just trying to buy this drink and I got, still got three hours to go, bro. But yeah. we're having a conversation about yeah. cigars. There's three people waiting in line behind me, you know, probably like, oh. <laughs> so anyway, I get out of the line. I said, man, you know, cool to meet you. And 
he was just so like upbeat and excited at 1230. Like I, I was just, it was a very memorable conversation experience for me. So of course I usually carry a few cigars with me at all times. Um, so I walk out to my travel case, you know, I got the, like the hundred count travel case in my, in my truck and, uh, grab him a Cohiba, Connecticut, walk back in. Cause I figured that the name he might recognize and it was a Connecticut. So it was a little milder, smoother cigar, took it into him and gave it to him. And he was just blown away, mm-hmm. you know, over, over just a cigar, you know, something that I would have just smoked on the way home and I yeah. would have enjoyed, but I just take that stuff for granted sometimes. Yeah, I bet he didn't forget that. And, yeah. I mean, who knows? I'll probably never see the guy again. Um, but he, he impacted my life positively and I hope that I got to do the same back to him, you know, and that's the cool thing about cigars. Like we've all been, we all have such great memories. And the last time I was on the show, we talked about this, like cigars are such an important part of our lives and and most of our listeners lives too. Like so many great things have happened over a cigar. Yeah. Like getting Mm -hmm. to share that with somebody is fantastic. Um, and, and to be able to bring somebody else into the community is super important. Like he's like this guy talks about making a new friend. Um, you never know where that relationship is going to lead. Yep. And even if it's just being able to bless somebody for that hour or two that they get to sit and relax and ponder life or have a serious conversation with somebody, like you never know what's going to happen over that cigar. But we've all been a part of these great moments where we've celebrated life or had these life changing conversations or made big life decisions over a cigar with a friend yep. or our wife or spouse and. Um, you know, to be able to help facilitate that to somebody else, like I think that's really cool. You yeah. know, so I love giving cigars away too. Yeah. And I'll I'll even vouch for that because I got married two weeks ago. We had a nice little cigar tent set up outside at the at the wedding venue and everything. And you brought a couple boxes of cigars, you know, for that you know very reason. And so I know there was multiple people who came to the wedding who weren't cigar smokers that went outside and I you know got up there on stage like hey we're gonna go out there and have a cigar I got out there for like five minutes I couldn't you know how to do the you know shaking babies right. and kissing hands right. thing myself um, <laughs> so I went out there you know but I saw people who you know I'm friends with that aren't really cigar smokers but they had a cigar in their hand just because they're there for a celebration it was a celebratory moment and you know you're able to you know just add a little bit of enjoyment to an already kick-ass party, if I do say myself. Um, it was pretty good. <laughs> you guys did great. Yeah, having a cigar tent was a nice touch. Uh, you know, it, I will say it was awesome to see all those people come out yeah. that I didn't know. Well, yeah. I knew who they were because they were your family or, or your yeah. friends or, you know, the, the one guy from a tattoo shop. And um, But I didn't think about all the people that weren't, part of West End or mm-hmm. the cigar smoking community that I knew would be there. I didn't think about that many people being there yeah. because when you set up a cigar tent and you're passing out cigars, celebrating, you know, your dude's like happy moment. Yeah. Everybody wants to participate in that. So I ran out of cigars really quick. So luckily <laughs> I keep like a hundred cigars in my truck. Yeah. You know, so I got to go out there and luckily I had plenty of, of milder cigars for those guys that yeah. weren't, weren't regular smokers or whatever. But it was so cool, and it was hot, but everybody was sitting around smoking cigars and just talking, and then those conversations went all over the place, mm-hmm. and there were some really meaningful conversations that happened out there, some of them between people that had just met, mm-hmm. and then some of them people that knew each other, but they just started talking, and that's what's awesome about cigars, is it just creates this medium for us to start thinking and pondering life and having these serious conversations, asking these deeper questions, you know, rather mm-hmm. than 
just kind of existing with each other and yeah. saying hey and moving on yeah uh, so, so that was really cool what was what was cool was we got the photos back you know like four or five days later so we're going through everything and then jt our photographer was outside doing a bunch of pictures and everything and so i got to see you know i was only out there for a couple of minutes um but then I saw the pictures and I was like, holy shit, there was like 30 people out there. Everybody who I knew, but not everybody who I knew was a cigar smoker. They're right. out there just, you know, we're being, celebrating being one of the guys yeah. or girls, um, you know, just living it up. Um, and it was cool. And then like I had a, then I gave another gift to, to Mo and then like a lot of them came back inside and everything, but then they all went right back outside. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's it's cool whenever you ha- if you have the chance to you know give somebody one, I I totally totally one hundred percent agree on that and I'm I'm going to continue to do it. Well, and since y'all kind of both divulged your love language, my, mine is mine is quality time. Gift giving is number two for me, but mine is quality time. Makes sense. Um, makes and sense it it kind of goes hand in hand because this is such a great medium to foster that sort of moment where you get to sit down and talk and stuff and so getting on board here at the shop and stuff like that the biggest part of it for me was supporting the community and seeing it grow but getting the opportunity to like spend time with you guys and do stuff like this yeah um it's just cool for me yeah so it's like people are asking me like oh what are you doing for your bachelor party i'm 35 i'm not going to go to the strip club i'm not going to go to a bar i just it's not cigar friendly strip clubs is that a thing (laughs) probably but i'm not going to do that well me either but i'm just curious (laughs) but like but what i enjoyed was like we we came in here there was like 10 15 of us because that's just what i wanted to do that i wanted you know my dudes to come up here and just have a cigar with me you know the night before i get married and what was cool was the cigar that you whipped out was a box that we've been saving forever that i've been wanting for a long time so that me too so that by far you know i've i've we talked about you know, great our, cigar. You you, you you I haven't listened to your episode yet, but you probably talked about your most memorable cigar experience or whatever. And I've always yeah. said that's the one thing that can change. That one hasn't. That one didn't take the top of the list, but it it definitely went up there. You know, whipped out the the uh, uh, Viaje Skull and Bone, the the black label that we've had first pretty, Viaje I ever smoked. Pre, pre, we, You've had it probably since the like pretty close to when you opened the yeah. shop. Mm-hmm. Um, as we we've always looked at it like when are we gonna crack this open? When are we gonna crack this open? And when I was already sitting down, already I was already drinking some of the Stones Throw beer because it was funny because like I went there, got a couple growlers. Doug went there, got a couple couple growlers. I mean, I'm already like half a growler of their Seamus Stout in, and then I see Steve put that glass jar on the table. I'm like. Holy shit. Is that what we're doing? This is what we're cracking into? Hell yeah. Let's do that. So you didn't get to see Brandon jumping up and down like an excited little schoolgirl when he walked into the shop. He's like, I'm going to do it tonight, boys. I'm cracking the skull and bones. I'm going to do it. I I didn't say what I was doing. He didn't say what he was going to do. Well, he didn't say what he was going to do. He was driving Josh crazy. I was like, what are you going to do? Is there other chicks tucked away in the back room? I was like, I'm doing it tonight. And finally, he, he got it. Well, because I brought... I brought uh, my chef series because that's what I said. I'm going to smoke this, you know, either at the wedding or the night before. I'm that's the one I set aside. I've had for a long time. I'm because I'm smoking through my collection of stuff now. And then Steve was like, "Don't, don't do that. Don't cut it. Don't light it." I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? This is what I want." He's like, "Trust me, Steve. I hope you didn't break the surprise." Bro. No, because he, he was like, he was, because he said the same thing to Will. He's like, "Don't, don't get anything." I'm like, "Okay." 
I won't. Whatever. Yeah. Because then I was like, okay, Brandon's going to have something that's cool. But then when you set that thing out on the table. Well, like that, that was what I was saying that night. Like we've been saving that mm-hmm. jar of cigars for over four years, four years around there, you yeah. know, and you're like, I don't, I'm not a collector of cigars. Mm-hmm. I smoke them. Like the chef series. I just smoked one of those yesterday. Like on the drive here, you mm-hmm. know, like, I don't know that I've ever smoked one before, but I had it in my human. I was like, I'm smoking this dude. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it is. But like, if I have a cigar, I'm smoking that dude up. So I have a couple cigars that it's hard for me, like gifts from uh, some of the factory tours. You know, like Carlito gave me a couple cigars when I went to the Fuente factory. Like, I'm never going to be able to replace that, yeah. but I'm going to smoke it, mm-hmm. you know? And so for that, you know, you love, I know you love Viaje. And so, like, when am I ever going to have a better time? To, to smoke that than to celebrate you get married you know never and so it was cool it was a cool thing i'm glad we held on to it for that long oh, yeah. because uh, otherwise we would have not had that cool you know that little, cool experience a little bromance up. moment yeah. i mean like sealed completely you know we'd never even yeah, seen because we were we were like what's it going to look like because we opened it and then like the patina on mm-hmm. the on the cellophane or in, it's like you know something it's like a it's like paper like an egg wrap yeah almost and then i was like oh my god and like delicately opened it up and everything. We're just kind of like holding our breath. In. I know, it's like, what's it going to look like? It was crazy. What are they going to do? And then you open it up and I was like, oh, this like good. It smelled so good. There was a little timidity there too because you <laughs> were like, so I'm good. hoping that it's not just a bunch of exploded tobacco inside this thing. <laughs> and all no this idea. hype is just yeah, not. No idea. We've never opened that jar yeah. up. But luckily they were they were perfect. They were oh, pristine. They were absolutely yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I have. Burned great. So I have, you gave me a couple other ones. I've already decided I'm going to save one. For my one year anniversary, yeah, and the other one, I'm just gonna, you know, I'll find something, you know, whenever. But yeah, when you guys win a state championship this year, you can dude, smoke I'm, it up. I'm telling you, we beat the hell out of Bentonville West. Um, we're looking good. Yeah, looking good. I, I, I already have enough room in the shadow box for some more championship rings. <laughs> so it was funny. It was funny because um, when I pulled that little joke on yeah. the Scully. Like yeah. everybody afterwards are like, dude, that was so dirty, but it was funny. <laughs> he tried to roll with it for a second. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You know, this ain't legit. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. So like for everybody out there who, you know, doesn't know the guy who officiated our wedding is a member, a good friend of ours. Um, his school that he supports, um, we played in the state championship final. So with me being on the broadcast team, I got my own state championship ring. It says statistician color commentary on the inside of the band. Um, so the only people that only person that knew about it was Marielle. I was like, I want to do this. You know, when he asked for the ring, I want to give him my state championship ring just because we beat his school to death. Yeah. Um, so for the state championship. For the state championship. So oh, I cold hearted. So he, he asked for the ring. I give it to him and he's like, Oh my God, what is it? It's a huge, huge ring. Yeah. It is big. And then he, at first he thought like that was my real ring right. band. He was like, I can only like imagine what was going through his head. Like, wow, that is gaudy. I cannot believe he's trying to just play it off. You're going to do that. I was like, dude, look at it. And then he saw that it was my state championship ring and he just lost it. And then he told everybody out there what it was. And because I can, I wasn't looking at everybody because my eyes were just all teared up and everything already, but I could hear everybody like what? And then they just started laughing. And then I was like, yeah, I did him dirty, but that was well worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. (laughs) All right. So we're coming towards the end of the show. It's about that time. So it is about that time. Everybody knows the rules. I think y'all both have been involved with it. I have. I still haven't heard of yours. I'm looking forward to it. So I have no idea what last week's question is. But I want to know if I would take the money or not. This week, I know what I'd do with this one or not. So the question is, million dollars. 
every time you get stuck behind someone walking slowly, you have to pet a terrified skunk. There's no way. That's <laughs> not even... I can't imagine anyone taking that money. Um, um, you know, because you're going to have people that are like, well, what if it's, you know, whatever, they've got the, the stink glands removed mm-hmm. or whatever. Or if it's somebody's pet that's been bathed or all this silly nonsense stuff, but that's not, I don't think that's reality. I think, no, I'm I, I'm never going anywhere near a skunk. Because I, you can't get that off of you. You're, we're both, I think we're, I'm a fast walker. Yeah, I that's hate another when I get, thing. You're a fast walker. We, we, we walk Everyone's slow. You walk probably I walk the same with way. a purpose, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I always like, oh my God, just move, move out, get out of the way. I'm taking the money. I will pet a terrified skunk. So because how? I, That's disgusting. I, I would I would hope that it's not going to spray me, but I will take that chance. Yeah, I would do it. Oh, not me. So I'm thinking about places that I go to where I get stuck behind someone walking slowly, and to be honest with you, really the only place that I can think of is like a grocery store, and <laughs> all of these grocery stores have a pickup option now. So even though it's a little bit annoying as far as like I don't get actually get to go in there and pick out what I want, especially if I'm buying meats or something like that. Yeah. It'd be worth the million dollars to just not go into the grocery store anymore or gotta love my wife to death. But if I got if I brought home a million dollars and said, Baby, we get this million dollars, but I can never go into a grocery store again, I'll drive you, I'll sit in the parking lot. It's now just Kroger delivers. Yeah, yeah. but now it's just you doing the grocery. She would be like, Hell yeah, yeah. take the money, boy. I'm, I'm the Let's go. I'm taking I'm taking it. But because if you get stuck at somebody you get stuck behind little grandma Ellis at the grocery store, you got a pet of skunk, you do happen to get sprayed. You're at a grocery store, just whip that tomato juice out right there yeah. and dump it all over you right that moment. Taking a left turn and finding the whole way. <laughs> yeah. Like, like people say it does. So I have a, you ever had a dog get sprayed by a skunk? So I have a, I had a friend growing up who had a pet, a pet skunk. Yeah. They had the glands removed, right? But you could still like almost get like that residual yeah. kind of like funk. Yeah. Of it. And then what about, you know, if we're talking about wild skunks, which we should be here, yeah. normal skunks. You know, you Supposed get rabies. domesticated skunks. Uh, you know, yeah, because it's not a happy skunk; it's a terrified right. skunk. So, I think as long as it doesn't come towards you ass first, um, I'll take my chances. Okay, plain and simple. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll the dice because I don't know when the last time I was actually. If I see somebody, like I'm coming up to somebody, I can move around them, so I'm not really stuck behind them. But, well. I got kids. I got a family. Anytime we go to Silver Dollar City, which we go to quite a bit, uh-huh. uh, you're constantly behind slow people. Um, and I do bob and weave around them, but still, I'm behind the, someone that's slow. And so that happens a lot. But it happens a lot to me. Every, like if I go to a restaurant, you know, and I'm walking up, you know, I'm, I'm constantly waiting on my kids or my wife or the people that I'm with. That may not be the exact same, so I don't know, but. Um, so I'm, just, just I'm don't always walk, just around don't walk, people. Walk, yeah, don't walk behind your kids because you'd constantly be getting sprayed. Right. So, so but I'm not taking you, it. Let me ask you this question. Here in the shop is the only other place that I can think of that I might get stuck behind somebody who's walking slow right in this hallway here between the bathroom <laughs> and the main. You know, it happens. People linger. I get it. And I'm yeah. not complaining about it at all. It doesn't bother me a bit. But um, in this scenario, it would bother me. So here's my question. If I'm, say I'm in the back, and somebody's walking up the hallway kind of slow, if I stop 
and wait for them to clear the vicinity before I walk up the hallway. Does that count as getting stuck? I think if I you, think so. I think if you walk up to them and your eyes roll upwards, like, oh god, really? Then you're stuck behind somebody mm. slow. If you're just waiting for somebody, I think that I think you're just waiting. But See, could I, I could divert really quickly. I could be like, yeah, no, okay, I just use the restroom, whatever, and I'm about to walk up this hallway. I see somebody in this hallway. Oh, I'm gonna straighten this inventory up back here real quick, or something <laughs> like that. You know, um, something like that. So, I'm just glad that I'm gonna know two people with a million dollars. And one of them is a giver. <laughs> one of them, love language is gift giving. Yeah. The other yeah. one's quality time. So you don't think I would you take you somewhere special for quality time? Quality time yeah. is not even anywhere on my radar. Uh, like it is the last one, if it even is on the list. It, it's wild, and that's my wife's love language. If I had so a that's million why cigars dollars, is great. If I had a million dollars. I might be more of a giver. I don't know. <laughs> We'd have to see. I think I'd like to think that I would be. Yeah, I, I think we too. I think we probably would would be, but yeah, I'm taking the money. Give me the money. Cool. Yeah, same. Um, so not me. We'll we'll post. Uh, I'll post this uh, these ten commandments uh, on our Facebook page uh, Friday when the episode comes out. But again, thanks to Jacob Walker um, that sent this to me. You know, we had a good little conversation. Uh, you know, through email and everything. He's a uh, He's a younger guy, and we talk about you know younger demographic, and you know it's 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 not it's good to see you know he's still younger than me. I'm not really young, but I'm not I'm I'm that middle ground. Yeah. Um, um, but it's cool, you know, and you know he works at a at a establishment too, so that's it's cool. But again, thanks to him uh, for you know sending this to me and able to create you know a show out of this. Um, you know, let us know if you agree or disagree um that's the main thing too because not everybody is going to have the same outlook as we do and these are our opinions yeah that is totally fine i i i like i i want the not disagreement i want the banter back and forth on you agree or you don't that's what makes good content that's what if everybody was the same it'd be so damn boring yeah um Mm -hmm. you know i i like i just like the fact that you know he gives us these 10 I can say, yeah, cool. Eight of them, spot on. Two of them, eh, I'm going to go, I agree with you a little bit, but I'm going to give you my own little twist and take on it. And that's, I, th- I think that's totally fair, and I think he expects that, and I think he's cool with that too, and I'm going to roll with that. Yeah, I think I think it, it's spot on to bring up these points that, that like, like we talked about, that we can kind of educate people on if they haven't thought about it before. Because a lot of this stuff, that may be pet peeves or, or just cigar uh, etiquette. You know, it just comes down to people not knowing or mm-hmm. not being educated on it because you just don't think about it. And so so I think it's great. I think it's a great list um, for us to kind of talk about and to be able to educate a few things. So, yeah, yeah I really appreciate him taking the time to put that together because uh, there's some really good points in there. Yeah, again, so thanks for listening out there. Um, thanks for all the interaction that you're dealing with. If you have any other questions or topics that you want to – uh, reach us about that we can touch on uh, you can read reach us at the uh, Facebook page uh, the straight cut podcast I believe is the name of it or on Instagram which I usually do most of the Instagram stuff which is just the straight cut or our email is the straight cut podcast at gmail.com um, reach us out through those three avenues and with Steve being in Italy for the next three weeks I'll be doing the brunt work of that 
hopefully he has fun out there. And I'm hoping he gets to go see a soccer game. I don't think he will, but it'd be. Couldn't make it to the end without bringing up soccer. I <laughs> hope that he gets to go to don't a game. Don't do it, game. Steve. I hope he gets to go to a game just so he can actually be immersed in it and everything. But I just don't know with, with who he's with. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it would be cool. Yeah. If he but could do I, it. I hope he has a, a killer time, and I know he will. Um, you know, kind of jealous, but yeah. you know, we'll have to hear. We'll probably hear. We'll hear all about you know when he gets back. And so the next, uh, this is week one. So you'll have two more weeks without him on here, and we're. I'm still figuring out details for the next couple shows, but we'll get that going. But I do know that next week uh, we are going to be smoking the Tatawahe Mixing Experiment Two. Um, I've had both of them. Really enjoy both of them. Um, some people favor the. The regular, some people favor the two. Yeah. Um, I, per, I like the two a lot better, um, but we'll be having that next week. Um, so look forward to that episode. Yep. Get them and smoke them with us. Yeah. We have them next in the shop. Uh, we have the Lot 23s. We'll definitely be having the Perdomo event this Friday. If so if you're in Little Rock, uh, starting at 5 o'clock is when all the stuff is going to be happening. Uh, we're going to have uh, an awesome, awesome rep here uh, for that mm-hmm. um, he is very very knowledgeable one of the best in the game um, super super I mean he's just one of the best reps out there and it's going to be spectacular <laughs> I think yeah, that is absolutely. number three It'll be, that's about that's about that's quota yeah that's about quota it's, it's about enough. quota yeah he, he's gotten he's gotten better he has um, I've noticed that he doesn't say it as much yeah which is self-aware on his part <laughs> so I, I think it's because he got called I think it's just editing it. <laughs> yeah yeah, since he does. So whenever I do the editing, I make sure to keep those all in. When he does the editing, he's like, oh, "I gotta take that out, take that out." Yeah. But he also leaves my uh, nuances in. So, so I, yeah, it's a it's a little back and forth game we have going on. Do you think Steve cool. would have taken the money? By the way, um, so we asked the same question about you last week when you weren't here. Man, I don't, I'm going to say no. I got to think no too. I'm going to yeah. say no. Yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to think no. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm interested because you told him. You said that I wouldn't take the money last from week, last right? week. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to see shoulder dislocations. I'll, I'll get I'll get back on uh, when I fear, hear the whole thing and hear the banter back and forth on the next show. I'll I'll see if I would take it or not. Yeah. But uh, cool. thanks thanks for everybody out there. Make sure you like, subscribe. Um, you know, follow us on all the uh, on all the media outlets. Uh, thanks again to Stones Throw Brewery uh, for you know uh, sp- uh, sponsoring the beer for the night. Again, it's the Orion Nebula. Belgian blonde. You can find that at the Stiff Station uh, for sure. If you like a blonde Belgian beer, it is top notch. Uh, really good. Testify. Testify. Yep, I enjoyed it. Yep, it's so. a good one. Again, again, thanks to everybody out there. Um, we will we'll see. So thanks to Josh for being on. Yep. Thanks Brandon. for having me. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I'll be listening with you guys next week. Yep, we'll be there. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Later.